from the English Standard Version, it reads like this. It says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. On this morning for a few moments, I want to talk to you about kinship, relationship, and lordship. I want to talk to you about kinship, relationship, and lordship. When I'm speaking of kinship, and, I, and this is why God drove me to this particular passage, is that we are all God's children. We're all God's children. And that means whether we are obedient or not, we belong to God. He purchased all of us with his blood. He didn't just purchase the ones who would do right. He purchased us all. You were bought with a price. That's the price, the cost that Christ shedding his blood and giving his life for us on Calvary. We became part of the kinship. Now, there are levels to this thing. There are those of us who our connection with God, and that's our question for the day, if you will. What is your level of connection with God? What is your level of connection with God? Is it simply kinship? Is there relationship or have you graduated to lordship? Kinship, relationship, and lordship. And we're going to talk about all three today. And this particular passage, though familiar to most of us, is a perfect example in helping us walk through what these levels of relationship are. So when we talk about the, the prodigal son, most of us know the story. The, the basic bare bones are he, the younger of the two sons said, Father, I want you to give me the portion of my inheritance right now. So I, I want it right now. So ordinarily in that day, that meant if there were two sons, that the uh, older son would get two-thirds of, the, of what was coming to him, of, of what the father possessed. And the younger son would get one-third. That's kind of how they broke that down. So the older son was, of course, entitled to a greater amount from his father. But the younger son was to say, bring me what that which I am due, that which I am owed. Basically, give me my inheritance before you die. <laughs> you can imagine how that, how that conversation might transpire today if your children were to ask the same thing of you. But give it while, I, while you are yet alive. So his father does it. He imparts to him that which he is owed. And then the young son leaves the house. And he goes out and takes that money and spends it on vicarious living. He, he's going out being wild. He's hosting parties. You know, he's, in the, he's buying the VIP section at the club. You know, he's getting the bottle service. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's spending all this money. He's, he's buying these uh, extravagant cars and, and all of this. And he's going to places that he probably shouldn't go. You know, he's making it rain at the strip club. You know, that's, 
Come on now. We, let's be real with it. Let, let's, let's talk about what he was doing. He had all his posse and all his friends with him. So whatever he was doing, they were doing it with him, at least until he ran out of money. And then when he ran out of his money, money his posse kind of went away. And he found himself by himself. And then at the point where we find him in our passage of Scripture, he's gotten to the point where not only has he run out of money, but to earn money, he has sold himself as a slave to a farmer in another country. He hasn't even made it back to his own country. And while he's there, he's working with the, with the swine. And we can presume that this is a Jewish man, and the Jews understood the swine to be unclean. You weren't to partake. You weren't to eat. You weren't to even be in contact with swine. So of all, the, the, all of the occupations that he could have taken, nothing could have been more embarrassing than to be working with an unclean animal to which his heritage and his teaching had taught him, he should not even take part. So there he, he's there with the swine. He's in the pen. And while he's in the pen, he's so hungry that he begins to think of eating of the husks that the pigs would eat. And many of us know that there are things pigs eat that you, you, you wouldn't dare to eat. They, 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 you put it in front of them, they're going to eat it. But, 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 that, but he was so hungry, he, in his mind, his mind, and, and remember the importance of your mind, because you, if your mind gets trapped before your body gets trapped, and your mind comes out before your body does, I want you to understand the relation. You lead with your mind. If you're headed to captivity, your mind gets there first. And if you're coming out of captivity, your mind is the first one out. Because you make up your mind before your body begins to follow. Come on here with me. Any decision that you made in your life that regarded your body is started in your mind. Come on here. Some of y'all quit jobs, but your body didn't quit before your mind did. Your mind quit first. Come on here now. Some of y'all already quit your job, but you, had, you hadn't filled in, put in your two weeks notice because you already quit in your mind. When I'm telling you, it happens in your mind first. Come on in here now. You've already made up your mind. So he found himself in this situation, and his mind roamed to the idea and concept of eating what the pigs did eat. But that same mind began to understand that there is, there's a problem here. Why am I going to eat the husks that the pigs would eat if I could go home and be a servant? And I'd be treated much better than this. Because understand, while he's out there spending all his money in the world, he's still a son. While, he, while he's doing the things that he shouldn't do, he's still a son. While he's in the middle of the pigsty, he's a son. When his mind roams to the possibility of eating what the pigs would eat, he's still a son. What I'm telling you, that's kinship. Kinship. That's kinship. He's still a son despite what he does. And I want to tell anybody in here and anybody who's listening virtually, I want you to know that regardless of what you're doing right now, you still have kinship. You're still a son or daughter of our Lord. God still claims you. I, I want you to get that. He, he still claims you. Uh, I mean, God's like that mother who it doesn't matter what her son does. She's going to come bail you out of jail. Because kinship, you belong to her. You're her child. 
And that's how God does for us. God preserves us. And it's so important because we were all there at some point, and some of us are still there. God preserves us before we're obedient. We had not got to relationship yet. I'm just talking about kinship. When we're not doing what we're supposed to do, God still claims us. He still claims us. Tell the prophet, when you were formed in the belly, I knew you before you even knew to do right. You were mine. Before your mind turned to me, you were mine. So no matter where you are in life, no matter where you are in relation to God, no matter how far away you are, you can still claim kinship. Because you are an heir of God. He said, you belong to me. You're all. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. It rains on all of God's children because you belong to me. I purchase you. The Bible says, know you not that you are not your own, but you have been bought with a price. That includes everybody. You don't have to come to church to be purchased. You're part of the purchase. Whether you're obedient or not, you have been purchased with a price. And the beautiful thing about kinship is kinship puts you in touch with some important ideas. And sometimes we forsake kinship. Some of us, some of us get saved and we're too good for other people who are doing wrong. Baby, there's just a small line between you and them. You're a sinner that's been saved by grace. They're just a sinner. They just haven't accepted the grace of Jesus Christ yet. But baby, don't, don't think you are above them. Come on now. You've just gotten to another place in your mind that their mind has not taken them yet. But you're just a sinner that's saved by grace. But the beautiful thing about kinship, and let me tell you the importance of kinship, is that when his mind decided, when he said in his mind, he said, if I were in my father's house, I would be eating better than this. You know what kinship does? Kinship establishes a standard. Mm, don't, don't fall asleep on me here. I'm going to turn this corner quick. Kinship establishes a standard. It establishes a standard. And, 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 and the best way that I can think to, to, give you, to give you an understanding of this, and I've, say, I've shared this before, and I shared it last week, and I appreciate y'all having church even when I wasn't here on last week. I heard y'all, y'all, y'all still praising and worshiping God. But kinship, we talked about on last week, I, I spoke on last week about kinship. There are things that my children expect of me because I'm a father. There's certain things they expect. You don't get special credit for, for, for that because I'm their father. They ate last night, okay? You don't get extra credit for that. They're supposed to eat because I'm their father. But then there are other things that they don't mind asking because I'm their father. Dad, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit short trying to get these shoes. Can you help me out? Uh, uh, Dad, I, I need a couple extra dollars in my cash app so I can get this pedicure. Can, can, you, can you slide me? Come on in here. Can you slide me a few extra dollars? Y'all, y'all ain't talking. Dad, I'm going out to eat with my friends, and they, they want to go out, and I'm a little bit short. Can you, can you slide me a couple dollars? And you might not have figured it out, but I just covered all three of them. But anyway, 
but, 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 but they don't mind asking because I'm their father and they have a certain standard in their mind because of kinship. We're not even gotten to relationship yet. We're talking about because of kinship. Kinship says, I can just ask my daddy. <laughs> You're going to get it in a minute. I'm already shouting inside about it. Just because of kinship, we have an established relationship, but just because of kinship, I can call my daddy. And I came to tell somebody, no matter where you are, whether you're saved, whether you come to church, whether you pray, whether you read your scripture or not, baby, you can fall down on your knees in prayer and you can ask your daddy. Whatever it is that I need, I, I, I don't have to, oh, I wish you would get this right here. I don't have to stay in the condition that I'm in right now because I can fall on my knees and I can ask my daddy. I, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. Don't think I'm stuck where I am because I can always ask my daddy. Let's go shut it up. I can ask my, my daddy. So, so, so when we bring it back to the, the prodigal son, he's in the pig pen and he, and he says, I know I messed up. I know I, I lost all his money. I know I acted a fool when I walked out the door, but, but I'm in a situation that I realize I don't have to stay here because all I have to do uh, to get out of this situation is to ask my daddy. Kinship establishes a standard. I don't have to live beneath what my father has already shown me where I can live. I have a standard here. I, I can ask to make sure that I get here because my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. I don't have to stay and live here because my God has established a standard. Kinship establishes a standard. Somebody say there is a standard. There's a standard, so I, I, I don't have to live in a situation where I'm unhappy. Because my God said, I, I, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. I, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. I don't have to live beneath the privilege or the standard that God has established for me. And if I ever find myself there, all I have to do have to be stuck here. There, there's a standard there. And I, I tell you from my father, sometimes my dad would do it and sometimes he'd do it in subtle ways. Sometimes I'd come see him, sometimes he'd come see me and there in Memphis every once in a while he'd just give me one of those valuable handshakes. If y'all know what I'm talking about. Those handshakes. And every time, sometimes you get a handshake and you take something with you out of that handshake. Sometimes you have some $100 and $200 handshakes. Come on here. And basically, he was reminding me that, son, you got kinship. <laughs> certain things, I wish y'all were right working it with me here. There's certain things that you don't have to go through because you have kinship. There are certain things you don't have to suffer, and there are certain ways you don't have to struggle because you have kinship. 
He reminded me of kinship. But, 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 but not only did we have kinship, but, but, but kinship because kinship establishes a standard, but I also want to tell you about kinship because kinship reminds you of the way home. Kinship reminds you of the way home. That means because I have kinship, I know where home is. Come on, y'all. I, I know. Somebody say, I know where home is. Kinship reminds me that I, I, I know where home is. And, and home can be different places, but for the sake of our text, he was talking about inside the father's house. Sometimes for you, home might be where your relatives live, or home might be your church family. Home might be the church building for you, but wherever it is, we all know where home is. And what he said is, he said, I don't have to stay here. I don't have to eat the husk that the, corn, that the pigs are about to eat. He said, because I have relationship with my father. He said, I can still go home. Somebody say, I can still go home. I, I'm not stuck here. I have another place where I can go. And I was taught that simply through kinship. I always have the option to go back home. And that doesn't mean, get this now, because we're talking about kinship. Kinship, we haven't gotten a relationship yet. Kinship means I don't have a, a relationship with God but I still know how to get back home. And I, I, I'm speaking that to somebody today. I don't know what you're struggling with or what you're going through, but I want you to understand that through kinship, it reminds you that I can still go home. I, I don't have to be stuck where I am. God has invited me to relationship. I go home to establish relationship, but even when I don't have relationship, Kinship reminds me how to get to relationship. I know what I have to do to get it right. Oh, come on. There, there are plenty of people. They may not be saved, but they know where they need to go. They know how to get it right. Kinship reminds me of what I need to do and where I need to go to get it right. I haven't gotten relationship yet, but I know where it is. <laughs> and I came to tell somebody there's a blessing in simply knowing where it was. When I was lost, when I wasn't doing right, I praise God for kinship. Because even though I didn't have relationship, I knew where I needed to go. I knew what I needed to do so that I could have relationship. Lord said, I, I, I know I messed up. I, I, I know I've erred. I know I've torn my britches, as you say, at home. But I know where I need to go to get it right. I know where I can go to elevate my level of commitment from kinship and go up to relationship. Kinship teaches you the way home. So the third thing, not only does kinship teach, teach you a standard, I don't have to live like this. Secondly, kinship teaches you the way home. That means I'm not in relationship, but I know where I need to go to get it. But thirdly, the thing that kinship does, because you have kinship with God, because you have kinship with family, I want you to know that somebody is waiting on you with their arms wide open. That's, that's how God... That's how God does. He, he waits on us because he already implanted a part of us in him. 
So when it says in the story, it says the, the son, he came to himself. His mind came out. I, I don't have to live like this. I can go back to my father. But as he was heading home to his father, it says his father was already on the road with his arms open, waiting for him to come back home. See, kinship means there's somebody waiting on you. Point at somebody and say, there's somebody waiting on you. God, he waits on you. They used to sing to me, there's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for you. That means there is a space awaiting me. God is waiting on me with his arms wide open, ready to receive me back home because simply because of kinship. Kinship taught me that, that there is a standard. Kinship taught me the way home. Kinship also teaches me that there is somebody waiting with open arms when I get back home. But, when, but the next step in this is not just kinship, but the next step is relationship. You, you establish relationship is the next level of commitment. I told you everybody has kinship, but not everybody has relationship. The thing about relationship, relationship requires proximity. Relationship means that you stay close to God. Uh, Whenever you have relationship, you're going to want to stay close to the person with whom you have relationship. Come on in here now. You you in love, you want to be as close to that person as possible. You want to have proximity. You want to be close because of relationship. The beautiful thing about relationship is because you have proximity, there are things that you get automatically simply because you're already there. You're already in the house. See, think about it. While, While the young man was out spending money to buy food, the older son was getting food for free because he stayed in the house. What I'm telling you, that he was getting benefits that cost him nothing simply because he was close. And that's how relationship works. There are fringe benefits you get because you're already there. Come on here. If my wife and I, if we're cooking, my, my children aren't going out to find something to eat. If we're cooking, they know we're going to cook enough for them. Because there's clo- they're close, and they're close because of relationship. What I'm also telling you is that when you're close to God, I wish you were here with me. There are things that you receive because of your proximity to God that you don't even have to ask for. He already said, I, I know that you have need of them. God, he already said that in his word. I, I know that you have need of them. Don't, don't worry about the less I clothe the lilies and the grass of the field. If, I, if I, my, my eyes on the sparrow, so I know he's, come on, he's watching me. If, I, if he does that for them, how much more will he do it for me? And they can't even ask for it. Relationship causes me to receive benefits without even asking because I'm so close, because I'm so close to him. He, 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 he supplies my needs because he knows I have need of them. Relationship not only establishes that which you need, but relationship also works for the things that you want. 
Uh, it's easier to know what somebody wants when you're close to them. Somebody talk to me here. It's easier to know what they want when you're close to them. If you're far from them, I might not know what they want. But because you have relationship when you're close, you have an understanding of even the desires of their heart. That's what God wants to give us. He wants to give us the desires of our heart. But it's easier for us to be in touch with that when we are close to him. He knows not only what we need, but he also knows what we want. And I'll tell you, you'll get more of what you want when you have relationships. Relationship will establish that strong tie, that strong bond, and you'll get things more even sometimes without asking, simply because you have relationship. And that's where we desire to be. But see, the problem is some of us have kinship, but we want the benefits package of relationship. (laughs) We're in kinship. We haven't been obedient yet. We're not listening to God. We're not doing what he said. But we're sitting here in kinship, but we want the benefits package of relationship. That's why some of us are frustrated. We're frustrated because we want to do what we want to do, but we want this benefits package over here. Come on now. Y'all want to work when you want to work and when you feel like working, but you want to get paid the full package. Come on now. <laughs> That's what we do. You want, you, you want to take off every other day and half work when you're there, but you want all your benefits pay overtime. You, 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 you're, you're, on, you're, you're giving, your effort is in kinship, but you want your benefits to be in relationship. And that's where many of us are frustrated because our effort doesn't match what we desire from God. And don't, and don't get it twisted. God loves you, but he rewards your effort. He rewards your effort. He rewards when you try. He, 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 he is the rewarder. What does my Bible say? That he is the rewarder of what? Those who diligently seek him. He's telling you what he wants. Don't don't come over here and give me the least that you have available and expect the same package as those who diligently seek me. They're on a different rewards program. They might get some of their benefits early because they have relationship and not just kinship. And then I got to close here, but there's kinship. Everybody's kin. Everybody, whether you're obedient or not, there's kinship. And then there's those who are obedient, those who have relationship. The thing about relationship is that sometimes in relationship you break up and you get back together. Some of y'all right there. You break up with God. And then y'all get back together. Then you break up for a while. And you get back together. Your check came in. You're going to go, you're going to break up for the weekend. Lord, let me finish spending this check, and I'll be back on Sunday. (laughs) You breaking up and getting back together. You're in relationship, but what you haven't gotten to 
is lordship. Lordship, because, see, this is the thing. I often, we even say it in our sinner's prayer. There are people who don't mind embracing Jesus as our Savior, but they don't embrace him as Lord. And Jesus said, my friends, who are my friends? Jesus said, my friends are those who do what I say, those who are obedient to me. Because when, when you get to lordship, you just await, you live with the purpose of what God desires you to do every day. I'm talking about you wake up saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? You let God reign. I'm talking about God reigning in your life. That's lordship. That means, Lord, I'm submitting my will to your will. See, in relationship, sometimes you want it to go back and forth. You're like, Lord, you had your way yesterday, but today there's a few things that I need to do. And there's a few people I got to tell them about themselves today. And I'll be back by 6 o'clock tonight, Lord, and I'll be on my knees in prayer. That's not lordship. That, that might be relationship, but it's definitely not lordship. Lordship is I continuously submit my will to God. Not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. That doesn't mean you don't have conversations with God, but when you get through, you still do what he says. Even Jesus did this in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, if you will, can you let this cup pass from me, but not my will. Thy will be done. Lord, I, I really want to cuss her out right now, and I think she really deserved it, and she earned it. But not thy will. My will be done. Lord, you don't know how wrong, how badly they did me wrong. And I want to hold malice in my heart. And I'm really wanting to get back at them. But Lord, not my will. But thy will. Thy will be done. And the beautiful thing about lordship is when you let him have it, God will take it. The reason some of y'all have stuff is because you didn't let him have it. Somebody point at your neighbor and say, let him have it. If you let him have it, God said, I'll take it. Oh, come on. See, see Jehoshaphat, was, he was up there on the mountain in 2 Chronicles 20, and he said that there were three armies that were coming against them. But, but, then, but then the servant of the Lord came to him, and he said, King, Oh, King Jehoshaphat and, and children of Israel, he said, I want you to know that even though the armies have assembled against you, he said, the battle is not yours. But it is the Lord's. And what God said is, if you'll let me have it. Somebody say, let him have it. God said, if you let me have it, you don't even have to cry about it. If you let me have it, you don't have to lose any sleep. He said, if you let me have it, he said, you can turn it over in prayer and I'll take it from you. He said, if you let me have it, that means you have to let go. Let go physically. Let go emotionally. Let go spiritually. He said, let me have it. He said, you'd have less anxiety if you let me have it. He said, you don't have to be depressed 
if you let me have it. He said, you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night if you let me have it. But some the reason some of you are tired right now is because you're carrying something that God said, I need you to give it to me. But if you give it to me, he said, not only will I turn it around in your favor, he said, I'll turn it around. And he said, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to cry about it. He said, if you give it to me, somebody say, turn it over. The thing about this, the thing about the songwriter, I never noticed about it. I've said it a lot of times, but I thought about it again. The songwriter said, the problem that I had, I just couldn't seem to solve. Said I, I said, I prayed and I prayed, but I just got deeper in wrong. But she said, but I turned it over to Jesus. But I went back to the first lyric. The first lyric that she said, she said, is the problem that I had. H-A-D. I don't have it anymore. I'm not worrying about it anymore. I'm not praying about it anymore. I'm not shedding any tears. In fact, I've already shed my last tear because my weeping man endure for the night. But somebody say joy. Somebody say joy. Somebody say joy. The levels, sometimes we have to recognize our own level. And, and, and sometimes our problem is, I didn't even get into this, but sometimes we think we're on one level when we're actually living on another. We think, we're on, we think we've made God Lord of our lives when actually we're living and disobedience. And that's frustrating. You know why it's frustrating? Because you're expecting the Lordship benefits and you're wondering why the trial keeps on coming. And I came to tell you, I, I need you to get it in your spirit. You can't operate on one level and have expectation on another if you're not obedient. Notice that misnomer, if I'm, that disclaimer, if I'm not obedient. Now, I can be on one level and expect greater things to come if I'm obedient where I am. But if I'm not obedient, I'm hoping for something that's not coming because I haven't gotten my life right with God. And I'm sorry if that don't fit in modern day theology. Some people tell you, you're going to get it no matter what you do. That's not what my Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. Again, I am the rewarder of them that diligently seek me. For those who are coming after me, I reward them. So that means I can't continue to live on this level and have expectation on this level if I'm disobedient because that just leads to frustration. And then you know what the devil says? The devil won't address your disobedience. The, de the, devil will, the devil will say, he's abandoned you. And no matter what you do, you're not going to receive God's blessing. He wants you to be frustrated because you'll slowly slip away if you're frustrated with God. But God said, if you're obedient, 
if you're obedient, if you're obedient, the prophet Samuel says, has God as great delight in sacrifice as he does in, in, the, in the slaying of lambs as he does in obedience? He said, obedience is greater than sacrifice. It's greater than sacrifice. That means you can't give your way out of disobedience. Oh, come on, come on in here. We appreciate you giving to God, but you can keep giving. But as long as you go home and you're disobedient, you're not going to receive God's blessings. You can't give your way out of disobedience. You can't church your way out of disobedience. You can come here every day when nobody's here. But if you're disobedient, you're not going to receive what God has for you. I'm trying to help somebody because I think there's a disparity. There's some preachers who are telling you, you're going to get this, name it and claim it, nab it and grab it, but you're living in disobedience, but you're expecting the Lordship package. You're not going to receive it until your line, life lines up with what God wants to give you. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul when your obedience matches what I desire you to have, then he said, I got blessings that you cannot imagine unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. But you have to be obedient to God. Kinship is okay. We're not here to talk about kinship, but because everybody's been in kinship at some point, but you got to graduate. You got to graduate. Point at somebody and say, it's time to graduate. You got to come up from kinship and get to relationship. And after you get in relationship, you'll understand the benefits of lordship. And when you make him lord of your life. <laughs> well, the secular words, well, there's one songwriter said, you don't have to worry about a thing. That's what God desires. He doesn't desire us to worry. Be not worried. Be not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For my God, He will supply all your need if you're obedient to His command. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise for His word. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word today to encourage and to strengthen us, to guide us in the way that you'd have us to go, so that we might follow your path, that we might follow your instruction. Lord, that we might live a life that is pleasing to you. Lord, we thank you for being born with kinship. We were born into it, Lord, but Lord, I hear your voice calling us to another level. Lord, help us, because kinship shows us the way back. Lord, help us to come back to the landmark, to establish that relationship with you. And Lord, may, me, may we even aspire to be greater, to do better, to live every day with you being Lord over our life, Lord over our circumstances, Lord over our decision making, Lord over our finances, Lord over our homes, Lord, Lord over our relationship, Lord, wait, may we embrace you as Lord of all. Everything that we deal with and everything that we encounter, teach us, Lord, instruct us that we may live every day as you being Lord of all. And Lord, we claim all these blessings in our son Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching us online, we pray that you live 
make him God, Lord of all your circumstances until we shall see you again. Come on, right to the window. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fuck. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.